Hi, and welcome back to our broadcast. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, and this is Matthew's account. Uh, last week we talked about uh, in Luke chapter 12 how the Lord had provided for and told us not to be anxious, that God's taking care of us. This is Matthew's account of the same, uh, this, the same teaching that Jesus gave, the same parables and the teachings. But in this, he brings out a little bit more insight. It's not, it is not contradictory, but it brings in a different, the way Matthew's account brings it out. There, there's, uh, we'll get into this, but there's, there's part of this that, uh, as Jesus is teaching this, that gives us insight to how our thoughts work and our, our voice with our thoughts. And we're going to talk about this. Let me go ahead and open up in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today, Lord. We worship you and we thank you that, God, that you are our source. You're our provision. That we're not alone. We're not by ourselves. That, God, you didn't leave us helpless or abandon us, but you sent your precious Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us and to give us wisdom and insight, Lord. You gave us the ability to become sons and daughters of the Most High. You've given us the ability to, Lord God, you've given us right the right to live in the kingdom of heaven for all of eternity, and no one can take that away. That came through Jesus, and by faith and through salvation, by faith through grace, we have the right to inherit the kingdom of, of heaven for all of eternity. And Lord, we're grateful and thankful for that. And Lord, today we thank you for insight into your word in the name that is above every name, that precious name of Jesus. Uh, in, in Matthew chapter 6, this is Matthew's account. And he says this, he starts out saying, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food, drink, or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than, than clothing? The Passion Translation says, that is why I tell you to never be worried about your life, for all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, gas, clothing, Everything your body needs, isn't there more to your life than, than a meal? And your body doesn't need gas. I was talking about how we need our cars. Isn't there more than your life, uh, uh, more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Absolutely. And the message translation says, if you decide for God living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. In verse 26, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Can they change anything? Looking in the mirror, we talked about this. Does it change anything when you fuss in the mirror and, and you worry or fret about it? It doesn't change a thing. Verse 28, why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, King Solomon, all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, what we will eat, what we will drink, what we will wear. These, th these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. 
So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Now, in the King James Version, uh, it says it like this. I'm going to read it to you. This is the one part uh, where it says in verse 34, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow or tomorrow shall take thought for itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Take, listen to 34 again. Uh, or let's start in 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, verse 31 is where it actually says this. Um, verse 31, therefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall be clothed. So Jesus gives a little bit of insight in Matthew's account here. He says, therefore, take no thought saying. And I want to talk about that for a minute because how a thought becomes yours is when you say it out of your mouth or when you pen it, when you write it down. When it, it, Every thought that comes to your mind is not yours. Have you ever had a thought that you were you were thinking about someone or you were in a situation and you're quiet, you're not saying anything, maybe they're talking, maybe they're arguing or, or trying to stir strife, or maybe it's just a, not even that, it could be just a normal situation. And, and all of a sudden you have a thought about somebody and, and you go, you don't say it out of your mouth because it's not nice, but you have a thought and you're like, where did that come from? That's not how I feel about that person. What is that thought? That is not for me you recognize that that thought was foreign and it was not yours. You don't know how it come up. And sometimes you feel guilty about it. How could I think something like that about someone? That thought is not from you. The, the Satan or demonic influence, the, uh, demons can, can whisper a thought. That's how strife begins. They whisper a lie and then someone listen, believes it and then they, they act on it. But when, you, when the thought comes to your mind, it is not always yours. There is, do you believe there is a God? Well, do you believe there is a devil? Well, the devil is working also. God speaks to us, and many times it comes from the inside or comes as a thought. The Lord whispers something, and or we were reminded about his word. Well, Satan operates the same way. He whispers a lie and tries to get us to believe it or take it, to take that thought. Jesus says, take no thought or don't take a thought. Don't receive a thought. Don't make it yours by saying. Whenever we say it out of our mouth, listen, people don't know our thoughts and thank God they don't. You know, if, if people could read our thoughts, we'd be in trouble. But we're protected. God, that's one way God's grace works is because our mouth doesn't say every thought that comes to our head. If we, because we have, it's like think before you say it. You ever heard anybody, your parents tell you that or grandma? Don't say, you know, think about what you think about it before you say it. Don't let it come out of your mouth. Think about it. Or if you're, your parents are getting on to you or they got on to you when you were young and they say, you better think about what you're getting ready to say. Because if you lie to me, so your thoughts going on in your, you have control of what comes out of your mouth. Your thoughts may be of something that is, is evil or bad or, or not nice, impolite, maybe ugly, maybe get you in trouble. Especially if you're going to get ready to say something to your husband or your wife. You got a bad thought coming, you better watch what comes out of your mouth. So you guard that and you go, mm, I'm not going to say that. 
Why? Because that thought is not good or it's not yours. And Jesus says, take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we wear or what shall we drink? So when the thought comes, my bill's not paid, my food, I don't have enough food, and you say out of your mouth, we're going to starve to death, we're not going to make it, we're going to lose it all, all of these things that come out of your mouth, you just took that thought and made that yours. That's what you took a hold of, and that's where your life is going to move toward. And he's saying, don't take the thought by saying this, but rather do this. Believe that God is working on your behalf and say out of your mouth, God is working for me. God is my source. God has, I don't know how God's going to fix it, but I know God's going to fix it. Have you ever, if you ever heard a conversation go on with someone or, or maybe on the phone or you overheard a conversation and you heard, oh, everything's terrible. It's going, things are just going downhill. I don't know how we're going to make it. We're not, we're, we probably aren't going to survive this. This is terrible. This is awful. We're getting ready to lose this. We're losing that. Or our kids are out on, uh, strung out on drugs or they're hanging out with the wrong people. I know they're going to wind up in jail. You, you hear that conversation? What does it do to the inside of you? It causes turmoil. It causes you on the inside of you to just go yuck, horrible, bad feeling. On the inside, it's like, yeah, this is not good. But if you listen to that same uh, that same situation, but a different conversation, and you heard someone say, you know what? It's a tough time right now, but God has brought us through worse times than this. I don't know how he's going to do it, but God is our provision. God's our source. God is going to take care of it. And you know what? My children are out right now. It looks like they're hanging around the wrong people, but I prayed protection over them, and I know that God is covering them, and I know God is going to protect them, and whatever the devil is trying to do to get them into, God is going to keep them out of it. God is going to protect them. Whatever's going on with my children right now, I can't see them, but I know that God is hand is upon them because I have believed him because I prayed that conversation doesn't that feel a little bit different on the inside why because that's faith that's faith in God's word that's taking and trusting and believing in God and saying out of your mouth what is righteous and what is pure and what is holy and what is good and what is honest and what is just and what is a good report that is better to come out of our mouth than it is to speak what the devil is doing or what what is how God's not going to fix it because that's doubt and unbelief. So Jesus is saying out of your mouth what you say is what you believe. You will act upon and you will move toward the very words that come out of your mouth. If you say it's hopeless, you're going to feel hopeless and then you're going to act hopeless. Mm -hmm. And then you're not going to get up and you're not going to operate and you're not going to move. Listen, you failures come, things happen to us, we go through things, and if we quit just because of, of a failure, you know, every one of us would be quitters. We get up and we do things and, and we try to do something and it doesn't work. Listen, I have done this broadcast like four times. The first three times I did it, the audio, I forgot to turn the mic on. And I'm like, dear Lord. And you know, you feel like you just want to quit. What's the use? I'm terrible at this. But you know what? You get back up and you keep doing it. The first two times I did it, I thought, wow, Lord, this is awesome. And nobody's going to hear it because it wasn't recorded. And then I was thinking about that, Lord, I'm so disappointed because it was coming out so good. And, and Lord, it was things that I know wasn't for me, but it was things that people needed to hear. They need to hear how good you are and the encouragement. And I heard the Lord say, I heard it. 
hey, if, if God was pleased with it and it was only him that heard it, then it still had benefit. It was still yes. worth it. But you know what? Sometimes we do things and we're trying to do the right thing. And, and you know, I was up till 1130 and, and, you know, recording. And then I had to get up at like six because I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I got to get I was exhausted. I didn't go to bed till two. But then at six o'clock, I'm laying there. I got you might as well get up and do it again. You know, it feels like, what's the use? You've blown it. It's worthless. No, you get back up and you keep moving and you keep going. You keep doing what you know is right and eventually it's going to work out. You don't give up. You don't quit. You keep persevering. You keep pursuing. You keep trusting the Lord. You keep walking in faith. You don't back up. You don't give up. You don't quit. Listen, God doesn't quit on us. Why do we so easily quit on Him? We quit on the things of God because it gets tough. It doesn't feel good. It's it's a little bit hard sometimes, and we go through struggles. You know, I was thinking about that, and I was uh, just like the broadcast and, and spending so much time recording and then it, and not getting to use it. And I thought, wow, Lord, I'm complaining about spending a couple of hours on something, and Lord Jesus, you went to the cross for me. You paid a price for me, and you died. You yes. you took. You were you were felt the separation that sin does. You felt for the first time in your life separated from the heavenly Father. You felt that separation and that what sin does to divide and destroy the relationship with God. You took that for me, and I'm complaining because I spent a couple of hours and it was and it felt wasted. And all of the, the what you went through and what you paid for for me, you know, sometimes we complain about this. The, we, we are really spoiled. In America, we are so spoiled because if, if it's a little bit hard or a little bit difficult or, or it, it's, it, you know, it, we don't get enough sleep or it doesn't work out the way we want it or we think it should, we just, it, it's all hopeless and it's all useless and the world's going to end. You know, we get so wrapped up into tiny little things that really are so insignificant in, in, in amount to what is really going on in the world. You know, there are people all over the world that are facing tough situations and situations that they need God to do. They need a miracle to live. Not just, you know, they don't have the, you know, uh, the best things in their cupboard or maybe they have to eat ramen noodles. No, they don't. They need a miracle to live or to survive. There, Some people are fighting for their life. Some people are in, you know, they're if, if they don't have God to, to show up, they won't be on the earth. You think, talk about things that we're facing. You know, people all over the world, they need help. And part of that help comes through the body of Christ, comes through us believing God and praying and asking God to putting the right people in office and, and declaring over, over our nation that our nation is a benevolent nation and our nation will help people. Our nation will be the, the nation of God. We will be honorable and serve God and we will be a people that follow after God and that we are a blessing to people and that we are have full of compassion and we will be the ones to help. Lord, we will stand up and when we see a need that we don't just pass by and say, well, somebody will take care of it. No, we'll ask, Lord, do you want me to do a part of that? Lord, do you want me to be involved here? And if you do, I will give of my substance. If you do, I will give of my life. I'm not going to be so self-centered and selfish that I, 
I only live for myself and only for my little family, and I forget about my neighbors. I forget that someone else is going through a hard time. We need to be asking, Lord, do you want me involved in my with my neighbor right now? They have a need. Do you want me to help? What can I do? What do you want me to do to be a part of that? God wants us to be involved in people's lives because that's how he uses he, he touches people is through us. God works through people. He works through us to be a blessing to each other. And then God in return causes it to come back to you. That person, you don't, if you give it into someone's life, you don't look for them to, to take care of your situation next time. No, you trust God. God is working for you. And when you honor God and you obey him and you be, you become a blessing to someone else's life, you meet a need that they have. God, I promise you, God will make sure your needs are met. If you give out of your substance or you give out of your ability, and I could share so many testimonies of where we have, we have given vehicles away and we're continuing to do that. And we've given stuff away that we needed ourselves. We could have used that money. We needed those things, but we've given it and then we've watched God provide for us over and over and over. God uses us to be a blessing to other people. And whatever we have need of, God is the answer. God is the source. Bringing God into into our everyday life, into our everyday relationships, into our daily living, we need God. Even in the small things, I can tell you, uh, 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 I think a couple weeks ago, we had done a broadcast and my son took the SD card over to my daughter's house and he watched her set it on the desk. And that that SD card, my, uh, my other son, Jonathan, he had edited it, but that was the only copy we had. So it would have been gone if, if that was lost. So Caleb takes it over to Jazz. She puts it on her desk. He leaves. She's getting ready to go uh, upload it onto the the uh, internet and cannot find the little card that it was on recorded on. And she looks all over the house. So she calls me and says, Dad, you're not going to like this, but I cannot find the card. I can't find the broadcast. And I'm like, okay, look, we're going to believe God. We're going to pray and we're going to ask the Lord to reveal it, angels to bring it to light, show it, bring it out in the light, manifest it. So we prayed. She I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it. So she cleans. She starts cleaning the house. She gets the vacuum out. She's vacuuming up. She's pulling the cushions out. She's looking under the couch. She's looking everywhere. Still can't find it. She calls Annette. Mom, I still can't find it. I've cleaned. I've searched everywhere. I've I've cleaned the whole living room. I cannot find it. Annette said, We're listen. Angels have brought me stuff time after time when we she's lost her keys or lost something and can't look everywhere and can't find it and then turn around and there it is right in plain sight. And so Annette said, look, we're going to believe God. We call this in angels that uh, to work for us, angels to reveal that, show where that's at, bring that into the light, let, let it manifest and reveal that. And it wasn't a few minutes later that Sam comes into jazz and says, the SD card, I found this, this card laying in the middle of the living room. Now listen, that is, you could, you cannot believe, you could say it's a coincidence or you could say, oh yeah, one of the kids probably had it. I don't care what you say. We know that God was working there. Yes. She vacuumed and cleaned the whole living room up. Now listen, God was just waiting until she got done because <laughs> she got a little house cleaning done. He's like, you know, we're going to get a little double benefit here. You go ahead and you clean up, then I'll, I'll show you. And then, and then he walks in and right where she's been cleaning, right in the middle of the floor, right in the open, there it is. Listen, that's God. 
You can trust God in the very little things. But what if we would have said, oh my goodness, Jazz, what are we going to do? Oh, I, I guess I better record it again. And then I stopped and went through all of that. Instead of bringing God into it, we could have done it ourselves. We could have left God out of it. We could have said, oh, this is frustrating, but let's do this. Or I could have said, well, forget it. Just We just won't have a broadcast this week. We could have, we could have decided to do many different things, but we chose to believe God. And say, God, we trust that if we pray, something's going to happen. When we pray, you're working and you're moving and we're bringing you into the situation. And let me tell you something. When you bring God into the situation, how is it going to stay the same? When you bring God into it, does it ever stay the same? Absolutely not. God is awesome. And he has a million ways to meet our needs. And all we need is one. He's got a million ways to get to us and to bring it to pass. And all we're looking for is one. But God can do it, and God will do it, and that's what we have to trust, that God will take care of us, but our thoughts, we have to guard over our thoughts, because if we would have acted on, if we would have said, oh my goodness, you've lost it, I bet one of the kids, they probably knocked it under something, it's probably slid behind the baseboard, you'll never find it. We could have went to the to the worst case scenario, and many people do that. Oh, I bet I bet you got a crack in your floor, and it probably went into the crack of the floor, and it'll, it, it's lost forever. We could have, or the dog ate it. They've got a dog, they've got Bo, and he could, oh, I bet Bo, you know, probably chewed it up. He's done swallowed it. You'll never find it now. We could have went to the darkest place, but instead you stop and you say, Lord, we trust you. We don't know where it's at. We don't know how, what happened to it. But Father, we thank you that you bring it out and you show us where it's at. You bring it into the light. And then if it wasn't, you know, a few minutes later, boom, there it is. God is so good and so awesome, but he needs us to bring him in to the the situation. God is not forcing himself on you, and he's not going to make you. He's not going to call. He's not going to, you know, sit there and, and force himself and say, let me fix this. God's not doing that. God is waiting patiently. When you invite him in, boom, God has got it. When you decide, Lord, I'm not going to do this without you. I'm not doing this on my own, but I trust you. This situation is bigger than me, and without you, I cannot do this. But Father, I thank you that you have and you are the answer. So Lord, if you speak to me, you tell me what to do, and I'll I'll do my best to follow it. You speak to my Lord, you make it clear to me. Make it plain. I had a teacher in Bible college that said this one time because I always worried about, I was so fearful about missing God or not being able to hear him. And he said this, and it has always stuck with me. He said, don't don't trust in your ability to hear from God, but trust in God's ability to speak to you. So if you think, I can't, what if it's not God? What if I can't hear him? Can you trust that God's big enough to, to speak to you and make it plain and make it known that, hey, it's me telling you, it's me, it's God, I'm giving you this wisdom, that trust in that God is able and big enough to speak to you plain enough that you for you to hear him if you're struggling in that area. Yes, God wants you to... God, as you mature and grow, God wants you to hear his still small voice and be obedient and to act on it. 
But listen, if you're struggling in that area thinking, I don't know if I can hear God, trust that God is big enough to be able to speak to you plain enough that you recognize that it's Him. That God will speak to you and give you wisdom and He'll show you, hey, it's me. I'm the one that's revealing this. I'm the one that's telling you this. Trust me. I'm the one that's giving you the wisdom. I'm the one that's giving you the instruction. Follow after me. Jesus said that his sheep know his voice. You're learning to hear God's voice. Just because you're struggling with with it, you know, some people take that and say, oh, what if I can't hear God? I'm not a sheep. That is ridiculous. Jesus is saying the sheep will follow after him. But he knows that a, a sheep, if, if, a, if a shepherd comes into a flock that's never had him before or, or a lamb is growing up, that lamb has to learn the voice of the shepherd. There's a growing time there. That, that lamb doesn't pop out of the mama and, and be like, oh, that's my shepherd. No, he has to learn. He has to hear and learn to recognize. And as the shepherd is faithful over the sheep, that sheep begins to say, that's my shepherd. That's the one that I'm going to follow after. I trust him. And then someone else comes along and that sheep says, "Mm, I don't know you. You've never fed me before. You've never led me to the water before. I don't know who you are. So it's a learning process. And the Lord knows that and the Lord loves you enough that he, if you don't recognize his voice all the time, that doesn't make you not his child. It doesn't make you a, a sheep of another, another pasture. You're learning to hear his voice. Trust in the word of God. Trust in your Savior that God loves you, he cares about you, and he's always there for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let me go ahead and end this in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you today and we worship you that, Lord God, that you reveal to us and and show us, Lord God, who we are. And and Lord God, help us in our shortcomings and help us in the areas that we're weak. And Lord God, you make up the difference. But Lord, our part is to trust you and to say out of our mouth, Lord God, what your word says. Not to say out of our mouth any thought that comes to our mind, but Lord, if it is against you or against your word, if it's of doubt, if it's unbelief, Lord, we choose not to say it. And Lord, we thank you that we follow after you. Lord, we honor you today. And Lord, I'm asking you to help people that are struggling with with hearing your voice. Lord, they're struggling with knowing if it's you. And God, I'm asking you, make it plain to them. Reveal yourself, Lord God. Show them strongly that it's you, that they know without a shadow of a doubt. Lord, they need your help and they need clarity. They just need you to make it plain. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're so good, that you care about the little moments in people's lives. And, Lord, what they have need of, you are the source and the answer. Father, we thank you today in the name that's above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen.